Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 133. My name is Jeff. Let me introduce you to our Hope crew tonight. To my left, your right, DW, the man who... I would say it's difficult not to love. DW, how you doing, man? Uh, you don't live with me enough. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you know what, though? You're, you're right. Really, we as believers should be uh, in a position where we constantly are trying to uh, care for others. And, and, and love is the word we use for that. So hopefully that's true. Hopefully that's true. I can be a real pill. <laughs> I think we all can, though. I mean, that's yeah. we're guys. I, I think I need to. I need to come out and say that. I need to say that I can be a real jerk. But I'm, I'm not sure that's going to make any headlines. But I still think I need to say it. <laughs> if my wife were sitting here, she'd be going, "Yeah, so I've known that for years." I mean, honestly. And you know, the funny thing is, she still loves me. Love is a commitment, man. Yeah, it's very cool. We should totally do an interview with our wives sometime. That'd be oh man, that'd be a hoot. I'm yeah. sure for some of us, maybe not all of us, but some of us. See if you get my wife to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's it's great when you know you have a woman behind you that just loves you and loves you in spite of your weaknesses and your shortcomings. Yep. That's something that uh, I know I'm truly blessed with in my life, and I know David probably expressed that as well. Also joining us in studio, I'm really excited to introduce this guy to you guys. You might even remember this guy, Todd, is back with us in studio. Man, yeah. it's so, so good to hear you. And to be with you this week, I'm excited to have you back on the show. Yeah, it's great to be back. Love it. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah. Todd was here during those early years, wasn't he, when we just started up? When we first started the show, Todd was on and we had your, I don't know if you want to call him your alter ego, but we had Kyle in with us. <laughs> and so uh, there were times when I'd, I'd call you Cod and Tile and it'd be just a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with that stuff. <laughs> Cod yeah. and Tile. You yeah. can still call me that. That'd be be yeah, well, too. Kyle's a bear friend, so he's no longer here. <laughs> Is that why he got yeah. exiled? <laughs> yeah, there's only so much we can take of that. You know? And we're warning Jason, but Jason, this summer for camp, he picked colors that for the shirts that were green and gold. So I think this is his way. Of, <laughs> I, I think this is his way of coming out. <laughs> if, if you want to call it that, I think he's finally coming yes. out of the closet on, on, you know, on a Packer fan kind of thing. All right. It's working. It's working. Jason's going to take some time away from the show. He's got a lot of stuff going on at camp because it is that time of year. Thinking about camp. Some of you already signed up for camp this year. I encourage every single student go to camp at least four times a summer. Yeah, it's going to it's just a fantastic opportunity to not only get away, but also hear, in spite of all the noise that we build up in our lives, we have a lot of noise around us, and camp is one of those times in the summer that as a teenager, 
I could not get enough of. It was one of those experiences that in my life through the years, camp has had some really great moments for me where I've experienced God in a new way. I've grown in my relationship. I've learned from other Christians. I've built friendships that are maintained throughout the year. So we'll talk about that as we go on in the show tonight. And uh, Todd, things are a little bit different for you when you were last on the show. Yeah. You weren't quote unquote married. You didn't have that. And, and so how's life? What's what's new in your world? Well, um, as you mentioned, I, I got married and boy, God is amazing. Even through, you know, um, just hard times. I was away from camp for a couple years now because um, I was a student in RA and interned and everything. And um, yeah, God just gave me a season of um, being out in a secular job. I worked for the credit union in town. I was working at um, uh, Menards and just different places. And I, I love the perspective that God has given me because I have been reminded that people are just so lost. People are in such need of the gospel, no matter where you go. And it's it's pretty evident that, you know, we need a voice of hope. We need to have conversations changing lives. And um, so, yeah, I got married a little over a year ago, and my wife and I are expecting a baby this July, so coming up pretty quick. And man, my perspective on a lot of things has changed. I've had a lot of practical opportunities to die to myself. Um, marriage is not about me. It's not about satisfying what I want. And I love my wife. She's so patient with me and I've just been incredibly blessed to get married. And I'm learning that when I make it about her and what's best for her, and as Dave talks about making her successful, it works. I've had some really cool opportunities to have conversations like that with uh, people at work. And, you know, how's the married life going? I said, you know, I realize that when I make it about my wife and when I realize that I can't love her right unless I am loving God right, then it works. And people just kind of look at me like I got a third eye, you know, like, oh, well, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but we I mean, talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, life's great. I am so thankful and privileged to be back at camp because God has just given me this perspective of going to, you know, going, working at camp. It's not, necessarily working at camp. It's like, wow, I get to be at camp. So it's a huge blessing. I'm excited to be back. Tonight on the show, we're going to have some of these conversations that hopefully will spur your conversations this week that we hope will save lives. We know will save lives. Conversations, Dave, as we've talked through the the couple of years now, we're coming up already on three years with the show, which is crazy to me. But we've gone through the years, we've had some really great conversations, and none other more important than, I think, this topic that we want to touch on tonight, and that is the topic of intimacy. Now, it's not just intimacy. That word for some people kind of throws people off because you think intimacy what in the world what is this all about what are you guys going to talk about on the show because that can go in a million different directions you can talk about sometimes we lump that into sexuality and sexual relationships which we're not really discussing tonight on the show but we have internally we have this deep felt need for intimacy can you talk a little bit about this idea what does it mean to you to be intimate we attach sex to everything, automobiles, um, you know, uh, meals, uh, dinner. We are a society that just loves to do that. So th- that's not what intimacy necessarily is. I mean, you can use it in that phrase, I guess, but that's not what it is. We were made to be intimate. 
We were we were made to be close to other people. We were made to be close to God. I'm going to use the term bonding. We were made to bond to God, and we were made to bond to each other. And and that bond is very important to talk about. You know, in my life, I've been privileged through the years to be at Silver Birch Ranch for, you know, 49 years now. And through the years, there have been so many young people that I've talked to. It is not unusual for me at the end of a conversation or at some point to to end the conversation telling a guy, man, I love you. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're very important to me. To this day, I have people email me almost daily. And at the end of the email, it says, love you. I mean, that kind of thing. You look at Jonathan and David in the Bible, and there's, there's no homosexuality between Jonathan and David. They were two people that bonded. They were, they were friends. See, that's an important Gross. thing to be able to see. Yeah. And, and, and that's important. It is important for men to understand that we were created to be intimate beings. Not, uh, you know, for some reason, we can't separate that from the sexuality part. But, but we were made to be close to each other. We were made to be close to God. And if we fail at that, what I think happens is we begin to be close to junk, other things, things that don't satisfy. We become addicts. We bond to something because we are made to bond. And, and it's really weird how we bond to things that we shouldn't then. So I, I think this, this uh, program could be very interesting for people if you're struggling with uh, the idea of intimacy or being close to somebody or you're feeling insignificant or not secure, you know, keep tuning in uh, the rest of the show or go back and get the podcast later and listen to it many times because we're going to talk about that. Yeah, recently we had a conversation with a youth pastor here in the area, and on that episode we talked about how young people today, the average person on Facebook has about 328 friends. And the average person today, if you were to ask them how many friends you would have in your life, how many like real personal friends, in the 90s it was like six. And now it's like between two and three friends, like what you would consider close friends. And 25% of Americans, Dave, are saying that we don't have any friends at all. And yet we're like the most connected generation. We can connect with anybody literally anywhere in the world, just about anywhere in the world. And I think we're some of the most lonely people. We are lacking intimacy today. And we want to have a discussion about this because we think it is that important to talk about what it means to be intimate, what appropriate forms of intimacy are out there, and even talk about some of the myths that this world is going to tell you about intimacy. So this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Join us on the Twitter back right now use the hashtag hnrtb and we'll be back on hopenet radio are you hurting stressed out need somebody to talk to chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com this is hopenet radio feel free to email the show hope at hopenet360.com now back to jeff and dave Hey, welcome back to the show. Chat with the live coach anytime. We've got live coaches available on our website at hopenet360.com. They're there around the clock anytime, not just during the show when you listen to the podcast, but they're there all day, every single day. There's somebody that's willing to chat with you about life, about struggles, about some of the things that maybe you feel insecure about and you just don't know who to talk to about these things. Let's face it. 
We all have those things in our life that bring us to a point where we feel like, oh man, I just don't know what to do with this stuff. I don't know who I can talk to about it. They're there to chat with anytime, day or night on our website, hopenet360.com. Jeff, DW, and our good friend Todd is back on the show this week. And hopefully for quite a few more episodes, it's been about a hundred episodes. So I think you've had enough time away, Todd. It's, it's good to have you back. Yeah, I'm stoked to be back. Tonight, our conversation could be one of those where it kind of perks your ears up and you're like, what are they, where are they going with this episode? Because this can be one of those, what we would consider awkward conversations. Cause it's like, everybody knows they need this. And yet it seems like in our culture, there's a stigma around talking about this, or there's other things, other emotions, other ideas associated with this word called intimacy and how every single one of us guys, especially, but also women, we are searching at our, at the core of our being, we're searching for intimacy. And I want to establish one thing before we can move this conversation forward. So we have to set aside intimacy and sex. We have to differentiate that a little bit because we can, we confuse those things too much, guys, that we put, when someone says intimacy, all of a sudden guys think, oh man, that means sexual relationships. Like, oh, ears perk up. But no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about intimacy, which I think is defined as a deep bond between two people and yes it can be between people of the same sex and that it's not it doesn't have to be sexual yet our culture makes it seem like if you have intimate feelings or any kind of you know even a deep bond or a deep connection with somebody else man i must be attracted to the person of the same sex like that must be who i am and then all of a sudden it leads down this different path of you know maybe i need to change my lifestyle maybe i'm not like everybody else and we get confused our culture is really confused about what it means to be intimate and have intimate relationships and guys you know as we talk about this it could be a touchy subject but you've had some really great thoughts in the break i'd love to hear some of your thoughts around intimacy and the idea of a deep bond between people does that surprise you that a couple people can have deep bonds and even it being a person of the same sex? No. In fact, that's how we're made. We're made to bond to each other. God said there's two bonding places that take place between you and God and between you and each other. And then there's special bonds. There's private bonds. And that would be between a husband and a wife. And that's a different kind of bond. And that's the one that leads to a sexual union, not, not all the others. All the others, in fact, are not sexual at all. In fact, when you look at somebody, if you're thinking a sec- in terms of sexuality, what you're doing is looking at them and thinking of using them for your own pleasure. That isn't love. Using somebody is not love. It never will be. It cannot be. And yet that's the definition that's come up. So they'll look at people, whether it be those that use pornography or, or have affairs, whatever. All they're thinking about is, I want to I wanna use somebody for myself, for myself to feel better, for myself to have a release or whatever it might be. And, and that's where great evil becomes because we don't understand what bonding really is. Healthy bonding, when God talks about loving him and each other, loving him is very, very clearly defined. It's defined as, as obedience to him. And it's the only love that has this obedience really tied to it that strongly. And the reason that, that it's tied to him in obedience is because he has perfect love. In other words, when he looks at Dave Wager, he only wants what's best for me. And he's way beyond my thinking. He's way smarter than me. You know, he knows what the future is. So when, when God says something, the proper response for me as being bonded to him is to obey him. And it will work out better for me. 
And, and when it talks about loving one another, it talks about doing what's best for each other, wanting to make each other successful. You guys know, we've worked at that. I mean, we've talked about that a lot, trying to, to help somebody be successful. When you work at trying to help somebody be successful in their life, they bond to you. Yeah. They, they bond to you. That's yep. the way it is. They're, that's the byproduct is the bonding. And that's what you're looking for. And if you don't have that, what's going to happen? Here's how you know you're not bonding right. You're bonding to things that are not going to be able to withstand pressures of the future. Mm. You're going to bond to movies or television or Facebook or a smartphone, or you're going to bond to drugs or alcohol or, or sex. And all of those things will let you down. It's very important to understand. You were made to bond. You are bonding to something. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew, you, you can't, if I can change the words a little bit, you can't bond to money and to God. Yep. You can't bond to this world and to God. So you can't do that. Yep. There, there's some things that don't, don't bond. Have you guys ever uh, watched a plumber um, braze two pipes together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's real interesting. You take two pipes and they're same copper, and and you you will put a uh, solder in there. And and what you have to do is is they have to be the same pipe, and they have to they have to be cleaned up, and they have to be the right distance apart. And and you heat it, and that and that um, that solder goes in there, and just makes it one pipe. All right, now, now that's an important illustration. You, because what happens is you're trusting on the strength of that solder. You're trusting on the strength, the, the, the cleanliness, your, your, the likeness. Now what happens is in that process, if, if you tried to bond those two pipes with uh, bubble gum or believe it or not, I have tried to do it with duct tape. <laughs> it doesn't work. No. Right, the material that you use to bond will break. It is not made for it. Look, alcohol, sex, drugs, money, fame, fortune, people are trying to use those things to bond. Mm-hmm. It, when there is any real pressure at all, those things will break because they're not bondable material. They're not material that is strong enough to bond. They may hold it together during times where there's no water going through the pipe. I mean, that, that, that may work, but they aren't going to bond the pipe. Mm-hmm. And it's important that you look at the material that you're bonding with. When you think of it in those terms, uh, we're told to bond to God and to each other. Uh, I very much feel bonded to uh, you, Jeff, and to Todd as we're talking here as he's been here at camp for many years. But when I say that, I don't mean anything on a sexual intimacy kind of thing. I, I mean, you guys are part of a family, soldiers of God. Jeff, you used to play uh, soccer, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I still get out and play once in a while. Didn't you bond with the guys you played with? Oh, yeah. And that was like the best part of, for me, the school year when I was playing on a school team because there were guys that, you know, I knew from class or that I'd seen walk in the halls, but I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really have a relationship with them. Right. But as soon as we got on the soccer field, it's like I knew I could trust them to take the ball here. And, and so we worked as a team. Absolutely. And there was a, a bond that happened together when we were out on the field. So yeah, a band of brothers. Yeah. Now, whether it be a music group or whether it be a sports group or whatever else, there's people you, you, you accomplish things with that you actually go to war with, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You're going to bond with them. It, it doesn't have anything to do with sexuality. And that's good. That's good. It's important that you do bond because you're made to do that. And, and now you're looking out for each other in sports or in music or in anything else. You, you, you can see that and understand that. Yeah, but you know what gets in the way is there's, at least for us guys, I don't know if it's the same way for girls, but us guys, 
get in the mindset that that's not masculine. That's not something that is a quality that we should even be talking about, that we could have that kind of relationship. And when we come back, Dave, I want to talk about David and Jonathan. And there's this one story, this one moment, it's a small moment, a glimpse in the lives of these two guys, and a moment where some people get confused and they think, well, man, they must have had some kind of deeply intimate relationship here. And it talks about it in 1 Samuel 18. I'd like to know your thoughts on these two guys, David and Jonathan, because this is one of those things where you can read it the wrong way. In our society, we're in a hyper-sexualized culture, and for some reason, we get a mindset that, like, we try to read the Bible as if it fits into our culture, into our time, and in a way that it really doesn't say this, it really doesn't go into this kind of a detail, and yet we think, oh, man, the Bible's full of, like, these stories of guys that just did odd things, weird things, and you know, is this normative? Am I reading this right? So I want to talk about that because some of that can people we can get hung up on that. And I know Todd, you've got another story too that you know can kind of relate to that as well. So as you go on this conversation, join us on the tweet back tonight. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can ask us questions. You can give us some of your feedback on tonight's episode as you're listening. You can also email us at hope at hopenet360.com. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. We've got some show notes for you on our website, HopeNet360.com, for this episode. And we've been talking about this topic that some would think is a little bit off-limits to talk about. That all of a sudden you start talking about intimacy, people's ears perk up, they look around, they're like, wait... Does your mom know you're talking about this right now? Like, it's just one of those conversations that we know needs to be had, and I think it, it needs to happen, but yet it's like, who's going to actually start talking about this topic, you know, of intimacy? So glad that you've joined us here this week on the show. DW, Jeff, and Todd with you on the show. And guys, this is one of those things. Dave, you brought up uh, an interesting story in the Old Testament. Two guys by the names of David, which most people know, and Jonathan, which I think most people know. And there's a moment in 1 Samuel 18 where it talks about their friendship they had together. And I'll just read it, and I want to get your thoughts on this, because I think our culture will try to twist this to mean what it doesn't really actually mean. So 1 Samuel 18, starting at verse 1, it says, As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him, and he gave it to David, and his armor, and even his sword, and his bow, and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him, so that Saul set him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now, this is a, a really small snippet here, but for some people it's like, well, what kind of relationship did David and Jonathan actually have? Have you ever thought about that, Dave? Yeah, you know what? There is nothing in that conversation and nothing in that account that talks about anything sexual. So in order for you to, to make it sexual, you're going to have to put something into the story. And that's what's really strange about our culture and about any culture. You're going to put things through your own lens. And if, if everything about our culture is sexual, first of all, if every thought of ours, if every thought of yours is sexual, what's happening is that you have become somebody who really 
has been immersed in a culture where Satan rules and you've become part of the normative thinking in a way that is not healthy. Hmm. Those who think in terms of sexuality all the time are very self-centered and would use other people for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. And and you would be looking at somebody, if you're if you're a male and you're looking at another male in order to satisfy some primal urge of yours, you're you're not well. That that isn't good. You're you're ready to use them for your own benefit. That isn't good. Now, what love is, you look at somebody, you think, what's best for you? Not what's best for me. Hmm. And, and so that's, that's one of the things. Secondly, it is really normative for uh, the way we're, we, we are created for us to bond with uh, each other. Uh, I've told you uh, off the air that I, I would often, if, if a guy's coming to ask me for counsel or a, a, a husband and wife, one of the things I talk to them about is they need to have a guy time if they're a guy, and they need to have girl time if they're a girl. That ladies need to spend time with ladies. There's a special bond there that needs to be, take place. They understand each other better than we do. In fact, the Bible tells us that older women should be teaching younger women how to love their husbands. Mm -hmm. That That's what they should be doing. Likewise with men. Jesus and the disciples, whatever else it might be, the bonding time that takes place. But you got to understand, the bonding that takes place always takes place in a forged kind of environment. In other words, doing something. David and Jonathan were doing something. We, as, as people, when we go out and, and we do something, the people that we started the year-round ministry with at Silver Birch Ranch, uh, Dave Bradley and Ron Elwert, Ken Henley, my wife, Ron's wife, we formed a tremendous bond between us. Why? We were forged because we were doing something similar and we're doing it together. See, again, most people think that friendships come from just chilling and hanging out and being together. Mm -hmm. They don't. They come from doing together. Yeah. They actually come from, they're, they're forged. They're not just happening. And, and so when you see somebody who actually bonded, and, and again, we talked about sports last segment or music, what happens is you get together with a group, whether it be on the sports field, and all of a sudden you're sweating together, you, you've got a goal together, you sacrifice together, you work together. See, you bond together. That doesn't have anything to do with sexuality. I think, um, Todd and Jeff, one of the things that we have to get to in life is to realize that if you feel strongly for a, another person, it does not mean you're gay. That's not what it means. I don't know how many young people, young men that I've mentored that I tell them, I love you, man. You're one of those guys that I just love. And I've got guys probably at least every other day that email me and end it with, you know, love you, Dave. And none of it is sexual. None of it is gay. None of it is that way. Yeah. See, it's healthy to bond. But you bond in a way that is not sexual. You bond in a way that is purposeful. In other words, you bond over purpose, yeah. not over sex. And in our culture, a purposeless culture the only thing they do is bond over how I can have some kind of feeling for myself that's good, and so it turns sexual. And that's that's just an indicator of total self-absorption that is not how we were created. Todd, do you think that there is some truth to the fact that there's some kind of a man code of like things that you don't talk about, things that you maybe don't say, or things you just don't do that are kind of like unwritten rules? Yeah, I think that there's... A lot of that, I know our culture has pushed their agendas for homosexuality and everything, but there's also a lot of movies that they make like these manly men, like unemotional. And I, I saw this thing on YouTube the other day where there was this guy and he was like, here's my, uh, here's my outline for the rules for working here. And then he opened up the pamphlet and it was like, 
a 20 page pamphlet and it was a blank page except for one sentence that said, be a man, (laughs) you know, and it was kind of like, you know, it has this connotation of don't, you know, show emotions, don't show affection. And when you do, even if it's like in a non-sexual way to say like, Hey, I love you, man. I'm praying for you. We put it through that sexual lens in our culture, which is not how it should be. But yes, there's that connotation. I think that People have that in the back of their mind, like, what's really going on here? And it's it's sad. Well, you know what? In reality, here, here's how this would work. Of course, I'm Dave. I'm not God, but this is what I think. If I'm going to war, I'm going to go ask Todd. I'm going to ask you, Jeff, let's go to war. My wife, I'm going to kiss her goodbye. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? stay here where it's safe. <laughs> in other words, there's, there's two different roles that we're going to play. Yeah. And if I go to war... Bond of brothers. The bond of brothers are going to go, mm-hmm. and and we're going to fight together. We're going to care for each other. We're going to we're going to not leave a, a wounded guy on the field. That's love. We're, we're going to go out there and fight, and win. We're going to limp home to our wives, mm-hmm. and we're bonded to our wives and our children as well. See, the the thing we're not allowing ourselves to do is have the differences. In other words, we want to erase differences. We want bathrooms that are for nobody, no no gender. We want. We want to erase differences between men and women. Men and women can fight in, in, in the war. We, we want to erase, erase differences in every area of life. Why? The differences are what makes us who we are. Yeah. The differences should be celebrated, mm-hmm. not erased. And yeah. when you're trying to erase differences, you are going to be in big trouble. When you don't acknowledge people's differences and strengths, I think instead of some people... Instead of everybody thriving in what they're strong at, it's the lowest common denominator prevails. You know, instead of people thriving in what they're good at, everybody's held back so that everybody can be the same right. at being average. Be different. Yeah. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an interesting article that kind of goes along with this idea of, you know, breaking out of this man code. Now, some people may look at this and they think, well, that's a really strange article to talk about. But there's a writer from Huffington Post Canada named Jean Paul Bedard, and he talks about wanting to have an intimate relationship with a man in a non-homosexual kind of a way that he as a person, and I've, I've felt this way too, too often what ends up happening with us guys. And for me, I'm in my thirties now. And I know Todd, you're kind of still on that upward trend of the twenties, but you've also been in the real world. You've probably seen this where friendships tend to kind of taper off a little bit. And especially as you get married, relationships change. The amount of time you get to spend with guys and people your age tends to shift and and wane a little bit. So there's kind of this interesting discussion that needs to happen where us guys, we get kind of isolated and we move into a life of superficiality. And I want to talk about some of these thoughts that Gene Paul writes about in this article, which will be in our show notes on our website, hopenet360.com. We're going to talk about this when we come back on the show. Do check out the show notes for tonight's episode on our website hopenet360.com this conversation will continue on hopenet radio feel like nobody cares we do hopenet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by groundwire a live coach is available to talk right now at hopenet360.com it's hopenet radio you can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com now here are the hosts of hopenet radio Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the second half of the show. If you miss any part of this conversation this week, subscribe to the podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. You can listen back to these episodes 
on your favorite podcasting app. We're available on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, anywhere, any app you use. You can find the link on our website, hopenet360.com slash podcast. Jeff, DW, and our good friend Todd, who is back with us. He's up at Silver Birch Ranch on staff. And now we get to have you back on the show. And it's just exciting to be in the same studio Hearing from you and where you're at in life, it's just, I just, Todd, I'm just so, so glad to hang out with you again this week. Yeah, it's awesome. I've, I've missed it. I don't know if I've said that enough on the show, but you just, it's a good friend getting back together and it's like old times. And I don't know if you had those kinds of relationships in your life, but I know when I get back together with friends, it's like, it's like you never even left. Really. That's, that's the way I feel. Yeah, it's great to be back. I, I missed hearing your harmonious voice. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, I think. Know, yes, Todd's yes. a musician, so he knows. <laughs> yes, yeah. very good musician, actually. Yeah. So, don't want the secret to get out on that too much because nope. then you, someone will try to steal you away again. But good musician, I would say. Hey, I do want to give a shout out to our good friend Kristen Jane Anderson. She's been a guest on our show, and it's been a while since we've had her, but she's been away. And she and her husband Alan welcomed little Adeline into the world last week. And so we just want to give a shout out to Adeline and to the entire family. We're excited to see what God has for you guys. And I know we've got so many friends out there that uh, in the midst of seasons, in the midst of some joyous seasons, and sometimes in the midst of some really difficult times in their life. So don't forget, you can always chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. Guys, we've been talking about intimacy and especially in the context of how this world has really messed up what it means to be intimate. There's an article that's on Huffington Post, Canada, that I wanted to talk about with you guys because it fits in our conversation. It's another guy who is much older than I am, maybe closer to your age, Dave. I'm not exactly sure, but he's been married 27 years, and he's written this article that the, the headline says this. It says, I'm not gay, but I'd like to have an intimate relationship with a man. And in this article, he talks about, you know, as it being a bold declaration, um, he talks about how guys today, the social plague that relegates millions of men, and I can totally relate to this, is there's a life of superficiality and isolation that tends to come in. And sometimes it, it starts earlier than others. Some It takes a little bit of time away from friends to get to that point where things just become super superficial. Maybe you've had friends that have come and gone in your life. So the, the types of bonds, the types of relationships with people have kind of like our willingness to engage with other guys, other friends, people that are acquaintances. We just kind of keep them in that spot, acquaintances, acquaintances, and kind of keep them at an arm's reach because either the pain of letting go of somebody else has become a lot over the years, and we just don't want to get back into that relationship. But then there's also this tendency that guys tend to have that while we can be social media stars, we can be connected to a lot of people out online, there's a void within us that tends to come about when we isolate ourselves from real, meaningful relationships in our life. And I'd love to know, maybe you guys have been in that spot, I don't know, but I felt that too through the years even my relationships with other guys have kind of gone away where when I was a kid, you know, it was like in school, you just, you were around other guys. It just was natural. But then as you go through college and then you get in your career, it's like you become less and less friendly, quote unquote, with people. And it's more about maybe a business relationship. Can we talk about that a little bit? How that tends to shift a little bit in maybe our twenties and 
maybe even early 30s. Have you experienced that, Dave? Uh, you know what? You have to work at these intimate relationships. I don't care who they are. You have to work at them, and you have to make time for them. And what happens is both genders need to understand that. And my wife needs to understand that I need time with guys, and I need to understand that she needs time with women, and that's healthy. The Bible tells us that older women are to teach younger women how to love their husbands. This means that they're spending time together and talking. And I know this through the years, that, that women need each other, and they need each other emotionally. They need to talk to each other. Uh, Todd, your wife right now is um, about to give birth, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. About a month away? Yep, in July. July 12th is the due You date. cannot understand what she's going through, I promise. Not even for a second. No, <laughs> and even when I begin to talk about what it's like to be pregnant, my wife gives me these eyes like, shut up. You, <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking you about. You can't understand. You know what, though? When she goes and she talks, to other women who are pregnant, they connect. Hmm. Yeah, they can understand each other. You know, they, they have this bonding thing that happens because they both given birth. When I see uh, my wife uh, look at a newborn child and hold one or whatever, you know what? There's a bonding there. She understands what it is to give birth. She understands what it is. I mean, she understands that. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. I understand what it is to walk out of the room when I get uncomfortable when they're giving birth. I mean, I, I understand yeah. that. And, and so what, what's really interesting to me is that what happens in life, it's a natural cycle, and it's not bad. You've been married for how long now? A little over a year, last April. Okay, and, and Jeff, you've been married how long? It'll be nine years in August. Okay. Wow. So awesome. so what happens is your world begins to be more and more complicated, Yeah. actually, uh, because what happens is you, you have now a, a very important relationship in your wife, and the most important thing, by the way, that both of you can do for your children is to love your wives, and I want to keep encouraging you to do that. The second thing, then, is you work at giving your children time, and then you have to, like, mow the lawn and do all that other stuff as well. Yeah. What happens is, naturally, your bonding time with other men starts to fade, and, and now mm-hmm. you are totally immersed in your family. Now, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what we have to understand if we're going to be healthy is that we also need men friends if we're men and women friends. So unfortunately, people do that vicariously. They, they do it by getting friends on television or whatever else it might be. I go to Canada every year in late August, and I invite any men that want to come. We, we, we'll go up to 20 men, and we go up there, and we spend a week in the wilderness. No phones work, nothing like that. And I tell them, man, man you got to come. So many wives have said, oh, you're going on a vacation without me, that kind of thing. These guys come back better men. Now, what, what's interesting is some of those guys I've forged friendships with, and we have, ha, have had great bonds. We love each other. Nothing sexual. There's nothing sexual about it. And we are better men because we go away together and talk about men's stuff. You know what I mean? We, we challenge each other. We talk about things. We talk different than women talk. Differences are to be celebrated. They aren't something to be afraid of. I'm a man. I am not a woman. I think differently. I act differently. I look differently. And we talk about it. And that's healthy. And when we want to erase those differences, we get in trouble. So my take on it is is very simple. I I think we need to understand the importance of having these relationships with same sex. And I am not talking about, or same gender people. And I am not talking about sexual relationships. I am talking about bonding in a healthy way Mm -hmm. where we love them and we care for them and we're looking out for their best interest. And with the men in my life, I'm going to go to war with. And the women in my life... My wife, in particular, I'm going to love. My daughters, I'm going to love and protect them and guide them. And it's a different kind of bonding. Yeah. Now, some wives are probably listening to the show and they're thinking, man, I don't want my husband to hear this because 
his friends are not a good influence on them. When he gets around other guys, <laughs> it's not a good thing. And maybe that's something that needs to be brought up too, that while we need to have relationships, we also have to know where those boundaries are. Absolutely. And for some of us guys, we've had a hard time setting up good boundaries. Some of our friends are not good influences on our life, period. Not even our faith journey, but just they're not good examples. They're not people that I want my kids to be around. And so it's really important that in the context of relationships, healthy relationships, that we know where the limits are. And I, I think that's something, too, that as a friend, we don't want to hear that because it's like whenever you start talking about limits and friendships, it's like, well, that's not really a friendship. That's kind of like you do this for me. You know, we don't do this stuff when we're together and we're around. Maybe I'll do it with some other friends. So it's like relationships are a complicated dynamic. And so some wives are kind of thinking, man, oh, my husband's friends, they're not really good influences around them. That's something that I think is worth discussing, too, because in the context of relationships, you know, it can get complicated and get messy. Our our world likes to put things into place that, yeah, just not a good mix, not a good thing to do together. Maybe there's a way to have healthy relationships, and we should talk about that when we come back here on the show. Connect with us on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB, and this conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Having a great conversation right now on Twitter. Use that hashtag HNRTB. You can also email us your thoughts, especially this is one of those subjects that is a little bit touchy, like you're not sure what to say or how to say it. You can email us and be a little bit more anonymous at hope at hopenet360.com. Jeff, DW, and Todd with you tonight here on the show. And Todd, you brought up a good video this week that you saw. Tell us a little bit about this TED Talk you watched. Yeah, uh, the TED Talk had Robert Waldinger as the guest, and he was talking about a study that they have done, a, a social study that they've done, where they had 724 men that agreed to participate in this. And this study has been going on for 75 years, which is one of the longest studies of its kind um, that I'm aware of. And they wanted to see like what what would make these guys tick, what would make them happy. And what this was a Harvard study. Harvard was the place that did it. And so they went through it and they've been doing it for 75 years. The guy who was doing the talk, the Robert Waldinger, was the fourth, I think, director of the study. And he got down to the end of it and he said, ultimately, like, it was these guys from all different kinds of backgrounds. Some of them were um, started out high on the social ladder with status and wealth. Some of them, you know, poverty stricken. And what it came down to, there's about 60 of these guys um, still alive it came down to good relationships. You know, the ones who had good relationships in the hard times, they still kept the positive mentality. The ones who had hard times that did not have those relationships, they the pain got worse. And it, it came down to not just good relationships or many relationships, but healthy relationships that were strong yeah. that no matter what, you went through, these guys could depend on their close friends, their spouses. After 75 years, they came to the conclusion that healthy relationships, strong relationships are what are going to keep people 
healthier longer. They're going to keep them happier longer. And that's, that's what ultimately humans need. So it's a very, very interesting yeah. study that they did. It's exactly what the Bible says. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says it's, it's a relationship. Jesus was asked what's important. Love the Lord your God. Love each other. Relationship, relationship. And then he said, you can't love money. That's weird. You can't, I mean, you can't bond to these other things. Right. They're not, they're not going to work. Bonding, yeah. Like, I like this study in, in several respects. Not, not that you should like or dislike a study. It says what it says. But there aren't that, that many studies that are this long. I mean, this 75 years of studying, they're actually studying these kids' grandparents, grandchildren now. Yeah, yeah. over 2,000 of them. Yeah, so that, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. But, but, and then not only are they doing that, but, but he said something interesting that, that people in the study as they got older, even when they were in pain, if they had good relationships, they weren't moaners and groaners. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't have good relationships, the pain just put them under. Yeah, I find that interesting. That you know that that even in the midst of something that's painful, because of the relationships, you know, it's so important to, to think that that you can't have a relationship with. Uh, if I'm a guy with another guy or, or whatever, that's just wrong. Because God made us to have those relationships. What He didn't make is to have us have sexual thoughts and sexual relationships with with people apart from our spouse i mean that mm-hmm. that no matter you know that's just not how it works uh you guys have heard me say often i think one of the most important things somebody could do is be in a, a triangle a bond of three people in other words you're one don't you're one of the three mm-hmm. and you should always have somebody in your life that's younger that you can know that this young person is somebody i'm going to pour into and i'm going to make them successful and then you should have somebody older in your life and say, this older person, I'm going to go to them and talk to them about life. And, and if you have those very close connections, those bonds, I'm telling you, your life will be rich in, in many senses. <laughs> and, and some of you, as you get older, I think I have that in many senses. I think there's a lot of young people, and, and you two are two of them, that I would say, no, you're two young people that I care about and that are in my life. I also have older people. It's getting harder at my age to find older people, but mm-hmm. you, you, you have older people that are in your life. But it's important that you have this bond between those people. Now, notice, I, I didn't include my wife in that bond. I am bonded to my wife in a different way. Mm-hmm. But I think in my, in, in my life to be healthy, apart from my spouse, I need to have a younger man that I am pouring into and teaching and, and helping them learn and I need to have an older person that I go and talk to about life. And, and both of you have recognized that. Todd, how many times have I just talked to you about, hey, you need this for you. You need this. You need this. You know, I, <laughs> I can't even count it. It's You're a younger person that yeah. I want to pour into and make yeah. successful. And, and so your response to that is, okay, here's an older guy trying to make me successful. And there's a bond there then that forms. Yeah. And it's not a sexual bond. It's not a homosexual. It's, it's a bond, like a Jonathan David kind of bond, mm-hmm. not a, not a different one. And you know what? Here's, here's interesting. You have a great relationship with your dad, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. My dad and I are very close. No problem. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? I encourage that. I love that. Mm-hmm. See, but here's what I've learned through the years. You also need significant adult relationships outside of your family. Mm-hmm. See, now, if you're failing, if, if there's no significant adult relationship at home, that's not good. Yeah. And then if you don't have one outside the home, that's not good. Yeah. So you've got a double whammy there. Mm-hmm. But but even those that I'm talking to today that, that might have a great relationship with their mom or their dad, you still outside of that need an older person 
to just bounce stuff off of and talk to and etc. It's healthy. God made us that way to be bonding, to be to be in relationship with each other, not to be in an acquaintance with each other, not to be in an arrangement with each other, but to be in a relationship with each other. And it's important that we do that. Yeah. And, and you know, Jeff, I echo what you said earlier. There are some people that if you're in a relationship with them, they make you more of a jerk. Yeah. Don't <laughs> be with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the relationships you, you should be a part of in this group. Now, you might be wanting to move them to another direction, but be careful yep. because you can be influenced by them. And, and the people that you have this bond with should be people that when you're with, they make you better. Mm-hmm. They help you love your spouse more. They help you love your children more. Those are the people you want to be with, not those who tear you away from them. Yeah, and especially if you've had some issues in the past with certain hangups like alcoholism and and abuse of other things, don't hang around a place that will bring you back to those places. That's the hard thing is we're talking about having healthy relationships. I think the best place to start is you have to be secure in knowing who God is. I think what ends up happening in our cultures, we get so wrapped up with the physical world and we look around ourselves and we think that everything that I see, feel, touch, smell, that's all reality is. And all of a sudden we're focused on the relationships and pursuing friends. And that's where I think, Dave, you talk about the idea that we begin to put everything else around us, that we think it satisfies our needs and that is the most important thing. And that's that's not what reality is. We're called to serve in this world. We're called to serve other people. If we're working for an employer, we're, we're actually called to serve that employer and to serve them well. And there's that's a whole different discussion. But the idea of serving them in, in a way that honors God, I think that is the prime focus. If we're going to have healthy relationships, it's got to start there. It's got to know who God is. you got to know where you stand with God and have a relationship with Him and to cultivate an intimate relationship with God. Yes, that is possible. And when we come back, I want to talk about that. Before we take a break, though, I want to wrap up that article with Gene Paul Bedard where he talks about two things that he has an issue with in our culture. First thing is that as a society, he wonders this question, why do we equate intimacy and vulnerability with sex? And secondly, why have we associated strong ties between men as either indicative of homosexuality or propagation of institutionalized patriarchy? I think that's such an interesting thing to bring up, and, and I share a similar view that as guys, we can't be afraid or even resistant to having relationships and fellowship, connection, friendship with other guys. And we need to do that in a healthy way. You know, some guys like to go and they like to shoot off ammunition. Some people like to go and, and view art. Some people like to go and watch plays. Some people like to go and, and go to a concert. Some people just like to sit around a campfire and roast marshmallows. For us guys, we have this idea of masculinity in a way that I think is unhealthy. And we need to talk about that more and actually have a conversation. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to have male friendships? What does it even mean to be intimate together as men. I know that's a weird conversation to even bring up, but someone's got to talk about it. It is natural. It's something that we need in our life, that need of intimacy. But more than personal intimacy between two people is we need to have intimacy with God. We're going to talk about that as we wrap up the show tonight here on HopeNet Radio. Join us on the tweet back one more time. Hang out with us and let us know your thoughts on this show tonight. Use the hashtag on Twitter, HNRTB, and we'll come back with the rest of HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. 
Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Todd, wrapping things up tonight here on the show. And some really great thoughts. You guys have shared some really good interaction with us. And we love hearing from you guys. Please connect with us on Twitter. Use that hashtag HNRTB. Guys, as we wrap up this show, what I think it comes down to when we talk about intimacy between people, this is one of those topics that... Yeah, I don't know how to discuss this. How do I even talk to my parents about this? You know, I have a need as a child. I need to have an intimate relationship with my family. How do I tell my parents that I don't feel like we have an intimate kind of relationship or even to open up that conversation? Maybe tonight, this might be just that conversation starter that you need to have and talking with your family and saying, hey, you know, is there something that I'm doing that doesn't communicate intimacy or do you guys, maybe a different way to look at it, do you guys feel like as a family we're doing enough, we're doing everything we can to connect in a real way that you feel like you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, you guys really know that we love one another? Do we as a family do that well? You know, with people that are in your life, your friends, have that conversation and say, do you know, I'm not trying to be weird about this, but do you know that I really do care about you? That if you ever have something in your life that you feel like you can't talk about with somebody else, that you can come and talk to me about that and we can have this kind of relationship where it goes deeper than just, hey, how you doing? Good. All right. Did you watch the game last week? Did you see this trade that happened? Did you see some of this new guys coming into the Packers? You know, all these light, superficial relationships that we tend to have in our life. I think what it still comes down to is we need to have that ultimate relationship that we can't even have, even with our own closest of close people in our lives, even our spouse, that we need to have an intimate relationship with God. Now, when someone says that, Dave, what is your first thought? How would you explain to somebody to have an intimate relationship with God? Is that even possible? Oh, it is. But remember, intimacy has to be uh, intentional. It's not accidental. And intimacy is not a feeling. It's a choice. So you have to realize that. If you're, if you're making it a feeling, then what happens is you try and find a God that gives you a feeling. And there's a lot of things in life that just stink, and, and, and they're not going to be things that you like, and yet they're still part of life. But God is there because you're close to him, and you know him, and you understand him. Here's the deal. We've said it several times. If you're disappointed with God today, you don't know him. If you're angry with God, you don't know him. If you are uh, not listening to God, you don't want to listen to him, you don't know him. See, the key goes back to getting to know him. So in order for you to have an intimate relationship with God, and you are meant to have that, and that's the foundational relationship, you have to be intentional about getting to know him. So you need to go to your Bible, you need to open it up, and you need to start reading it. And you need to see what God says in his word. Start in the in the New Testament. Start with the book of Matthew, if you want, or Mark, or Luke, or one of the Gospels, and read it through. Start with John, you know, I mean, read the Bible and spend time getting to know God. And and don't read the Bible to just have a quickie devotion or do something religious. Read it with it in mind that you want to understand the love of God and respond to it. See, many people don't understand that God has no pleasure in punishment and he has no desire to punish, that he wants to be somebody who loves. The classic verse, John 3.16 says that God so loved that he gave. Not, not that God so loved that he beat up but that he gave. And and what we have to do is respond to what he gave to us. So it starts there. And if you're confused by that at all, we invite you to go to hopenet360.com, talk to the live coaches that are waiting to talk to you and and and, and talk through some of these things. But But you can do it on your own. Get a Bible, start reading, start to know God. Because once you get to know God, to really know him the best that you can, 
what happens is you begin to obey him and love him, and, and, and now that's the start of things. Now then from there, you can have healthy relationships with one another. If you don't have that intimacy with God, you will never have the intimacy with one another that you can have because it'll always be perverted. It starts with God, and then it goes to others, and it's not about you. And in the process, you're taken care of. Todd, in your first show back in probably 100 episodes, what's your takeaway from tonight's conversation? Just that relationships that are healthy are so, so important. And just because the world sees sees relationships through a certain lens of, you know, sexuality or whatever, um, doesn't mean that's how God defines it. And it is possible and it's necessary to have those healthy relationships um, with people of the same gender. This conversation has been pretty deep. You know, when we talk about intimacy, we talk about, you know, this deep bond between two people. Sometimes we get it messed up. Sometimes we look at our culture and say, all right, all right, world, you tell me how to love other people. You tell me what love really is. You tell me what it means to be intimate and who I can be intimate with, how I should be intimate and what that really means. Every single time you start looking to the world to define how things should be, you end up in a world of trouble. I can tell you that from experience. I can tell you all the different times that I've tried to fill my needs with the stuff of this world, even relationships, even certain friendships. You know, I thought if I was going to be friends with this person or if I could just hang out with this group of people or if I could just get this, acquire this possession in my life, you know, money is not going to love you the way you need to be loved. Even people will not love you the way you need to be loved. Your spouse won't always love you the way that you need to be loved and cared for and cherished. And that can be guys, that can be girls, it doesn't matter. Every single time you look to the physical world to bring you satisfaction, to bring you security, to bring you significance, man, you're going to feel lonely. You're going to feel broken. You're going to feel abused. You're going to feel like it's just not fulfilling like you thought it was going to be. And then you begin to question, well, were my methods right? Do I need to find new friends? Do I need to find new... No, no. The reality is you're missing that part that only God can bring in your life. And so tonight, if you felt like there's that void in your heart and you're listening tonight and you're thinking, boy, that sounds a lot like where I'm at right now. I just feel like I'm just lonely. I, I'm surrounded by a group of people. I have some of the best friends in the world. And yet here I am. I'm lonely. I feel neglected. I feel like I'm just not whole inside Go and begin that conversation. Look beyond your personal and physical bounds and look to God. Look to that spiritual part of your life that you maybe haven't even thought of before. Maybe this is the first time you've thought about that. Go and chat with one of our live coaches tonight at HopeNet360.com. You can also shoot us an email at Hope at HopeNet360.com. We would love to even talk to you through that. You know, Maybe there are some things in your past that have hung up. You know, We can talk a lot about some of the abuse that happens and things that go on in your life that are a result of this sinful world that we live in. And you know what? That's going to happen. These pains, these things... The, the people that will fail you will happen on a daily, sometimes hourly basis. And you can't get hung up on those things, even though it's really easy to do that. And we begin to put our value, we get, we put our, our, our own personal stuff. We think that that's what defines us. And that's not even true. It's not even true. So go and chat with one of our live coaches tonight at hopenet360.com. Don't miss out on what it really means to have an experience 
that is a real intimate relationship with the God, the creator of the universe, who cares for you and for me. That's all for us here on HopeNet Radio this week. You can check out our show notes and download these past episodes for free on our website. Just subscribe to the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat, the tweet back, will be going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or by using the hashtag HNRTV. And you can follow HopeNet360 on most social platforms. Just use the at HopeNet Radio handle on most social platforms there or visit HopeNet360.com slash connect. So for all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.